Hello, fuck faces. Welcome back. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, along with the Ginger Jester and old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. It's episode number 30 of the Fun Employment for Fuck Files. Finally, finally, the Fun Employment Files have come back. <laughs> What an honor it is <laughs> to be here for the 30th episode of oh, the Fun Employment Files. Well, let me tell you something, brother. The Fun Employment Files is here to stay. And once they get their arms around you, you'll never stop feeling that hug of love and cherish the tenderness. Let me tell you something, mean Gene. The Fun Employment Files. Good for us, bad for you. What a rush. I don't have one. <laughs> Uh, I was hoping you'd come in with a Teddy Long or maybe a Slick. <laughs> remember Slick? But could, could I get a, a I could I get a damn. damn? Damn. 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 From the fucking diaphragm, you piece. Damn. There damn. it is. Do it again. Hey, hey, hey. Damn. There it is. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> oh, oh, the Jimmy Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valent has joined us here. <laughs> How you doing, Boogie? I'm doing pretty good. Shaska what me, brother? You bald-headed geek. <laughs> it's pretty good. They made Pistol Pez Watley go by Shaska. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, He's social good. distortion. Oh, Mike Ness and the boys. They got pompadours, cigarettes very, rolled very up in, rockabilly. Their, in their sleeves. Probably big Irish dicks. Yeah, I would carry to the Irish. I don't know if Mike. I don't know. I don't know if us Irish are known for our big dicks. Actually, we are. (laughs) Maybe thick. (laughs) Big meatus. I got. I got a shovel. (laughs) I think there's some Irish somewhere in my lineage. I don't care. Who cares? Well, anyway, bunch of fucking idiots. Welcome back to the Fun Employment Files. Aaron and I are drinking. Chuck's a piece of shit. Let's fucking do this. First topic, male circumcision, good or bad, go. Um, it's a wash. <laughs> Dead heat, I guess. I'm guessing let the baby make his own choice when he's old enough to decide. Yeah, I Wins by a nose. <laughs> But who knows? I, I've never lived with an uncircumcised penis. Yeah, and they damn near cut the whole thing off. Really, <laughs> ask your mothers. <laughs> it's like a tuna can. Like a tuna can. Toucan Sam's tuna can. <laughs> Follow your nose. Follow your nose. <laughs> this is just, it started off stupid, and we're going to go nowhere but down. <laughs> That's a fun appointment file. Yeah, it's a big fuck around. (laughs) Fuckery for you. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) See, earlier when we did National Public Pillow Fort Radio, you were so much more good at the improv. See how terrible I sounded there? I think I wasted all my talking. (laughs) So much. I I really think I I completely tapped the reservoir today. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you went into uh, complete and total character. It was great. Thank you. Appreciate it. What about me? Oh, it's wonderful. Questions were fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. hilarious. Because <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, is he fucking with me with this? Because yeah. of the subject. For those of you that list that uh, have checked out National Public Pillowfort Radio, what I did was I did an NPR style interview with Chuck, and I didn't tell him his name or what I was interviewing him about. 
or the questions that I was going to ask him, and he had to respond. And he did a really good job. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, it was hard not to laugh. You giggled the I, like listening to it. I giggled the entire time. Well, the, the, my favorite one was the Mark Wahlberg thing, and I got that from neighbors because when they were trying to cut the promos for that party, that Jimmy was going, "This is Mark Wahlberg. If you don't show up to this party, I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> That's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbors 2 is out. I wonder if that's any good. It's out? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I think the- Is uh, it in the theater right now? It's in the theater right now. <laughs> well, fuck it. We're out of here. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's been fun. Paul's come back later. God, that was really good. <laughs> it's great, you guys. That was really great good. Movie. No, um, I want to- Why don't we- Tomorrow's the old, uh, the old uh, birthday. Why don't we go watch it tomorrow? Nobody gives a fuck about your birthday. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to spring for it for everybody. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Great. Let's go see two. <laughs> it's Let's a great day two. for a ball game. Let's play Fucking two. Ernie Banks over here. He's the Ernie Banks of movies. He's a light-skinned at Ernie Banks. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, Don't everybody rush at once to say something. There's a lot to talk about. Um, it's just picking one. Uh, Bernie and Trump agreed to a debate And then Trump Moonwalked out of it <laughs> <laughs> Now I want everyone listening To picture Trump moonwalking It's fucking divine Well um, the funniest part about it was He I didn't It was a, a suggestion as a joke on Twitter And Bernie said Basically said uh, Okay challenge accepted Let's do this thing um, <laughs> Bernie, He's taping up his fists <laughs> He's in the back. He's in the back, like before a UFC fight. How they show the guys in the back getting their fist tape up, and they just start punching. Like, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Then he dips them in glue, then <laughs> honey, he, he and then glass. In, he, dips, yeah, he dips them in hot caramel, then in Reese's pieces, chopped peanuts. You know how they? What was that in? Was that in Hot Shots? I think so. Oh, it was in Hot Shots. Yeah, yeah. And like in Rocky, where he goes to the priest and get and gets blessed before the fight, he goes to a rabbi. <laughs> uh, Rabbi, uh, I got to I got to debate this guy, and um, could you help me out? He just sits and approves. It's all Rabbi. You know, dude. Chuck does a really good Bernie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just going so, on a tangent. No. Okay, I'm not uh, as Bernie Sanders talk about um, the feud between the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> the The Rock and Roll Express has the uh, the 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 more original. Uh, 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 gimmick. <laughs> the Midnight Express, however, are extremely attractive men, and they've got that fuzzy tennis racket guy <laughs> with them. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Your timing with Bernie is, is spot on. I haven't seen heard an impression where they got the timing down. What's They're always the- super fast, and Bernie's like never super fast. Well, no, that's the thing. It's all timing because it's not a very good impression. So I have to do something to make it better. So I try to, you know, we'll make it better. The second time, step day by day by day. <laughs> We were discussing that before the show, how much of a fucking train wreck that piece of shit was. But it had TV's Patrick Duffy. <laughs> and Suzanne, Suzanne Summer. Summers. Yeah. Uh, smoke hey, show. She has it had a key held it together. Uh, the the girl who played the oldest daughter, who was like the, the biggest. The she was in My Two Dads, right? Yeah. Her name, last name is Keenan. Paul Reiser. 
Paul Reiser is uh, actually plays a really good slime ball. He played the guy Burke on Aliens. He did, and it was fucking good. He's making a stand-up comeback too. He was not a bad stand-up comedian. No, he was really good. He was actually a really good comedian. But I think that him and Jerry Seinfeld were like competing for the same audience because <laughs> they're the, pretty they, much the they same. started the same time in the same place with sort of the same deal yeah, and the same act. Like it, the act is similar. Like um, yeah, it really is. But I think Paul Rogers was a little, little more. God, if Carol hears us saying nice things about Paul Reiser. <laughs> Christmas Carol does Let's like talk Paul about Reiser. how aggressively she came in singing on the show. Not it, once, but twice. It was pretty aggressive. Twice. Very aggressive. wonderful. <laughs> but Aaron, it's the she- summertime with the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my pillow fort, sweeties. <laughs> but yeah, Aaron, you say that because she likes you. She despises me. I know. She loves me so much. It's I a know. thing. I don't know. I, I just, you know, and I got some very odd texts today. One of them is of a clown saying, I'm going to rape you, Charles Caden. <laughs> I'm like, who is this? I have no idea how she got your number. She's a CIA operative. I think I know how she got my she number. Got, she got my Aaron. No, she got my number somehow and started texting me. So I have no clue. Christmas Carol. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Definitely not me. It's always fun to wake up to a nude from Christmas Carol. On, on the morning right before you go to work. Yeah, she, you, you she, makes, she, it, it makes she somehow you think has nicotine stains on her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see the... That uh, wasn't an effort to be funny. That's real. <laughs> All right, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. There's no way I'd leave you fucking idiots hanging. No, how all uh, four what, idiots that listen to this? Let's discuss this—the uh, excitement over uh, the fun employment files. It, you know, a lot of people. Thirty episodes. A lot of people that I talk to actually prefer the fun employment files. Fuck you guys. No, no, it's not. <laughs> that's not what are they just. <laughs> hey, you've been on a couple, probably fifteen. I don't know if it was that maybe many. ten. You've been on a few. Shut up. But the uh, I was the only one. Like when I when I. Became unemployed, didn't do a, a fun employment file. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I was un- unemployed for a while, two and a half months. Now we're all employed. Me with my, um, you're Go Martian. Yeah, Go Martian. Martian. Go Martian. What was with the pause there? I was trying to think of something. No, funny. I mean you're scratching at me with your paws. What? The- <laughs> 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 He's like a cat. <laughs> Now I'm over here cleaning myself. He's kneading me. <laughs> like I'm making dumb. biscuits. Well, you know what's really weird is that uh, the coal in- industry is down and we all have jobs right now. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in the show. <laughs> if these mics weren't attached and they weren't so expensive, I would drop them. <laughs> I should get a, 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 a prop mic just to drop whenever somebody says something. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> um, fuck Jesus. Um, <laughs> fuck Jesus. Let's talk about. <laughs> what do you think Jesus's fuck style is? You think? He- I mean, there was a whole point in the Bible where he just kind of went off the rail. Nobody knew where he went until he was thirty-two. Well, he he was the original Christian. Show was probably missionary, utterly joyless. Oh no no no! Well, y'all Jesus, Jesus wasn't the Christian. Christians are the ones that believe in Jesus. He wasn't just missionary. We yeah, he was um, probably doing a lot of DMT and psilocybin mushrooms. You think? 
by accident. So. They were just, you think just they, cooking no, them up for dinner. Here, here's the thing. Do you think they actually had? Did they have access to those things? At, at, well, I uh, mean, in that part of the world is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the burning bush. The, thing the story of the burning bush, bush uh, allegedly takes place in an area where the the burning bush is an acacia bush mm-hmm. that its leaves are red and it's rich in DMT. Yeah. And just pluck them off there and, and like them dry them out and smoke them and all of a sudden you're in another world well and i think christianity does come from uh you know that the, the hebrews were pagan of course before they became monotheistic so many of those religions native americans the celts you know so many groups actually had scientologists <laughs> they're just dumbasses <laughs> You gotta get a new pair of sneakers. <laughs> you gotta get clear. His Tom Cruise. <laughs> Look at that big metal. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> you get to live on a boat. <laughs> While simultaneously believing that a woman who never got fucked gave birth to a baby who died in Rose 33. <laughs> anyway, um, a lot of those cultures, like especially the Native American cultures here and in South America, we call them engines. Engi- yeah, the wagon burners, <laughs> the teepee creepers. The wagon burners is a really good band name. It would be. <laughs> they need that. Would be a great Native American punk band. The wagon burners <laughs> would be. just fuck with everybody and, and make every song about how much they hate white people. Get the fuck out of my country! Da, 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 da. No, okay. I saw a joke uh, on uh, the internet today. I don't know if you guys have heard about this internet thing, but it is really taken off. It's a bees and he's. I, I saw a joke and uh, and a Native American guy talked about how he was he went to a hardware store and was buying potting soil. <laughs> And he had like four bags and he was checking out. And the guy was like, Oh, you doing some planting this weekend? No, I'm just buying back my land one bag at a time. <laughs> There's actually. Uh, this time I'm getting a receipt. <laughs> this is legally binding. <laughs> um, in South America, especially, uh, where they have access to lots of things that are hallucinogens. Yeah. Um, where it's uh, part of the culture. Yeah. See, a lot of their shamans can slip into that state now voluntarily. They don't have to take the drug because their brains are so conditioned to it. You know what I mean? Well, they say anybody could really. If you, it's a whole breathing and meditation. Yes, deal. but they, but their cultures are centered around it. See, our culture, I've made the this, puritanical thing that's lasted for yeah, but four or five, six hundred years, however long we've been. But that's here. what I'm saying. Like we're so influenced by these. Utterly joyless and, you know, very, you know, fear-based religions that dictate our lives that we don't get the whole human experience. And pagan cultures aren't like that. Pagan cultures embrace everything because death was stalking you at all points. But it was okay. You know, see what I'm saying? They weren't. Yeah, was, they weren't so afraid of it. Death was. They, they viewed it as just like it's a part. A of, passage. It's a part of the thing that we do, and and, then, and and also a passage to another place. Not not heaven though. Just a shifting into another kind of consciousness. And it's like people then, when somebody would die, they didn't cry because the person died. They cried because they didn't get to hang out with them anymore until they died again. Right, and then they. Also, or till they died, to or they what celebrated it like a lot of Native American tribes would sing, you know, to guide them into the place where they were supposed to go. 
That to me, my mom, I'm not going to be that. My mom saying as my uh, saying with my grandmother as she died. Really, my grandmother went into like a a trip <laughs> as she was dying. Like she saw every. She died the day that Sandy Hook happened. And she's like, there's all these kids running around. She was like in that state, and she, and she didn't know what about Sandy Hook. Oh, so she said she saw a bunch of kids. Crazy. That is crazy. They're, they're running the wrong way. So why doesn't he like control these kids? Because she was still my grandmother. <laughs> all these kids running out here, nobody watching them. And then she said she saw uh, my sister, my dad, my brother, and her. And the last person she saw was her husband before she passed away. Her uh, husband who who died before I was even born. Yeah. Like she started squeezing her pillow and telling telling the pillow that she loved him and all that stuff, and which it might just be the brain firing. Well, the DMT is in your brain; it it just rushes through you when you die. But maybe that's they call the spirit molecule. There's a whole documentary on it. Thirty two grams is that what it's? It leaves your body after you're done. I'm not sure. That's a movie. Like it's actually proven that just after death. And they've taken into account that you, that you void your bowels and, you know, all kinds of stuff when you die. But the 32 grams cannot be accounted for. So they say the whole human soul weighs 32 grams. Yeah, maybe. Um, have, you, have you ever uh, seen, like, the third eye thing? Like, Egyptians would have, like, cave drawings of a third mm-hmm. eye and stuff. Well, if you slice the brain in half, the pineal gland mm-hmm. looks exactly like the drawing of the third eye. And the pineal gland is what? Makes DMT, DMT and melatonin, and they've proven it one hundred percent with uh, rats. rats. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that it actually produces DMT is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's you know we know so little, and again, I hate to be. I don't hate it. I'm, I'll just go ahead and say it. The fear-based religions and the fear-based culture that are based around it are so – we would know so much and be advanced so much farther if we didn't have them as a foot on our neck. You well, I think I mean? it's it's um, it's foolhardy to pretend like we know anything. It is, but – Foolhardy. To, to, in, to at once say you know everything and then go out to try to find out nothing is – that's the dichotomy that exists in religion. I know everything because the Bible tells me so. Exactly. No, you fucking don't. You don't know anything because you've never gone out. It's like uh, the coal miner on that fucking show, and they put it on the advertisement. But oh, I know mining coal. And the you're a fucking idiot. We just did that at Harmony. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The t-shirts also. Yeah, and the gas They sold them at the Sunoco and Gully. What the fuck is that? Why be proud of that? See, that's. Never mind. I'm not going into that. I'm, I've I've said my piece. It's <laughs> there's nothing more to be said. Well, um, um, it, people are now defined by their job. We've been conditioned for a couple hundred years. I guess since the industrial revolution or whatever. It's not just our the, jobs. You, you do your job. You go home. You might fuck your wife. You might not. You, she might make good chicken tonight. She might make bad chicken. You go to sleep and you do it again. You don't try to do anything fun. You don't try to create anything. And that's dumb. Have you? It uh, is dumb. It's so dumb. Like, uh, this is like doing the, this stupid shit, the fucking podcast, like this, what, 55 PFRs, mm-hmm. 30 of these, and a couple of other things. It's made me so much happier. Fleshy Man Pipe. Fleshy Man Pipe. Fleshy Man Pipe is pretty fucking <laughs> National Public Pillow yeah. Radio. <laughs> it's just made me so much happier. Yeah, me too. Every, once a week, yeah, at yeah. least once a week, all my friends get together, we sit around a table, and we run our mouths, and we try to make each other laugh. And, and succeed then, every and, fucking time. And then we put it out for people to like or not like. 
We're making no money off of this yet. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it's fucking West Virginia. There's nobody here. I can mention a podcast anywhere, and nobody nobody has any clue. Even in Charleston, nobody. Right. Knows well, but and it's it's a goddamn app on their fucking iPhone that everybody fucking has, which is a piece of shit. Yeah. Apple products suck. Garbage. <laughs> but well, except for the the Mac people, you know, there's a solid falling for the Mac. But iPhones suck, and they have a podcast app, and they have no clue what the fuck a podcast. That's is. true. Would you not just click it out of fucking Curiosity. Well, I've told Maybe everybody I know this? about it, and you know there uh, have been a, a few takers, and we have fans. You know, uh, I know a couple people when we weren't putting out, we didn't put out. Uh, there was one whenever I was training to yeah uh, gremlin hunting. They're just like we need a we want a new episode. What's wrong with you? Yeah, guys? yeah. So as I was taking a shit, I talked. To the <laughs> it was great. It too. was great. Uh, but I was saying you're right about the the thing about. Um, being conditioned to do that your job but we've also been been conditioned that to toil and to be in poverty is a good thing it is a you know that's what you do that is part of your identity that's fucking horseshit because that's the image that they sold you you know that's what the people who own the mind sold you they're appealing to your working class vanity and it's been tried to do, do to me and i called the person who did it to me at a job he said he said come on man you're this strong guy you can do the, the all this work i said do not do that i said i'm not that dumb i said do not appeal to my working class vanity i'm not that stupid and he and he said, well, no. I was like, no, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to do a job by making me proud of the fact that I'm doing three other men's jobs. I'm not fucking doing that. Don't do it. And that was the end of the conversation, you know. And that's what they do. And that's what they sell them. And they buy it. And they're proud of it. Because they get the little compliment thing like, yeah, I can. I mean, I used to do it whenever I was a boss. Whenever I was a manager of, of humans. Yeah. Whether it was whenever I was in the call center or I was. Telling this schmuck what to do. I did this. I did it. I'm like, oh, watch you. What you don't think you can get it? I bet you can get it done. I tell you what, if you if you get this thing done in this certain amount of time, I'll let you leave an hour early. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No. Well, that's something that's instilled in me. Like I wanted to leave. I had to leave 45 minutes early yesterday. I just started this job last week. Right. And um, I was like, you let me leave. All that shit out there is going to be off my floor. I like, yeah. clean it up, sweep it off. Hmm. And that's just. I mean, that's just. I guess that's just I don't know I, I would consider that work ethic Like I'm saving my own ass No that is work ethic You know See, that's, that's partly That's part of it Work ethic is something that Also I've noticed Especially By the way This will tie into What I'm going to tell you guys And I want to get your opinion on it I've mentioned it before But this is really starting To become concrete Because my parents are behind it You know um, In the restaurant One of my parents is dead I'm sorry you just keep flaunting around that you have both your parents still. It's just, I can't it's resist. It's offensive. I can't resist. It's, it's triggering. I can't resist. I'm going to go crawl in my tent. I'll take these pictures of them down. That hey, I Chuck, do you have me. both of your parents? Yes. Me too. Hey. Oh, wow, that's great. That's great, guys. <laughs> that was yes, a very was. pitiful high five. <laughs> it was. God damn it. Let's try it again. That was one of the worst. There we go. That's a little bit better. A little bit. That was a little bit less revenge than it hurts. <laughs> I get to be Robert Carradine. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine playing that as a kid? Oh, let's play Revenge in there. I'm Robert Carradine. <laughs> it's not I like, need to laugh better. It's not like playing chips and everybody's calling Ponch. Yeah. I called John. <laughs> I don't want to be that Mexican. Uh, um, I was saying, though, that uh, in the restaurant industry, a work ethic is a drawback. 
Um, it's because they will they will immediately victimize you. They will immediately make sure that you do somebody else's job. To yeah, save but them. my question is like the, the only thing I know is that how how, how else are you going to move up into a company? What do you mean? As in, yeah, becoming like a a manager, manager vice versa. I suck somebody's dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to show these people that I can work. I, I've got my shit down. Well, here's the thing. Here's what you do. My grandfather said it best. He said, you never show them that you're the best floor sweeper or uh, that's all you'll ever fucking do. Mm-hmm. 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 So don't do the menial jobs with any kind of acumen. I asked to do something higher. You know what I mean? Like, but here's what I was going to say. I want to get your guys honest opinion and I'm doing this on the show. Um, I'm going to Are you ru- transitioning to a woman. I am. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm going to write a book and just call it the working title. And I was just line cook, and it's just going to be. It's not like waiting. Well, which, we got another Anthony Bourdain over here. <laughs> no, <not laughs> it's definitely not in praise of anything food. Um, I'm going to collect stories about the restaurant industry, about people I've known and work with, and create chapters. One chapter is going to be like, if you're this group of people, or you're this person in the restaurant world, you're an asshole, right or wrong. They're going to look at you like an asshole. If you ever show up to a restaurant with 20 of your friends five minutes before the place closes, you're a fucking asshole. If you ever talk to your waitress like a piece of dog shit after you've come from church and then don't tip her or even worse, tip her a piece of religious fucking <laughs> literature. Tip her the uh, as a tip tip. Her the track that looks like a 50 folded in half. Yes. Exactly. We're talking about this today. You fuck, <laughs> you're a piece of fucking garbage. asshole. What kind of asshole he is? You know, if, if, you, if you ever come into a restaurant and you're mad immediately because you have to wait for a table and you don't understand, you're a fucking asshole. And that will be an entire, an entire chapter of why you're an asshole. So it's a, you might be a redneck if just reworked. That chapter, <laughs> which is actually not a bad idea. I think it's a really good idea for a book. Yeah, um, it's a good idea. But uh, I then, mean, as good as an idea as uh, Corky from Life Goes On came up with. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the Christmas tree out the window. He sure did. <laughs> um, but I was going to have a part... Uh, that that story, some of the best stories happen in restaurants because it is the the most visceral human experience where people cut through all the bullshit and they really tell each other what they think of each other. The, just bare fucking hatred and they have to work with each other. And... <laughs> And just gross, you know, fucking um, uh, abuse of power and stuff like that because the restaurant manager can do whatever he wants. And that's like my my cousin, Todd. He worked at Applebee's. Fucking Todd. He's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. He... He was a bartender and a Freaking great Todd. and a and a great one <laughs> and a great fucking bartender and did do like the uh, cocktail stuff like he's not them. that kind but he's just so good at it like he's so fast he can you know it takes a lot of on the ball to be able to serve all those drinks and keep everybody happy you know very skilled so is my cousin Eric they're both bartenders and um and could be career bartenders if they ch- so chose they got tits they're guys. Nah, Guys have tits sometimes. <laughs> no, they're actually they're actually rather in shape. So, um, would you fuck them? If I was a dude, probably. If you were a dude, okay. <laughs> he really is doing the transition thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Charlotte, Todd was working. <laughs> that's my name. Yes, that's pretty good. Charlotte Tater Sex. 
<laughs> no, we're gonna drop the tater sacks. I gotta give them using the royal we. I don't. I'm not including <laughs> that. But they were. Um, he was. There's two days in the restaurant industry that are looked at with just utter fear and just disgust by the people who work there. Mother's Day is the worst. It's the absolute worst because everybody wants to get their mom fed. Everybody's coming from church. Everybody. You got to get her nice and filled up before you take her home and fuck her. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> Everybody's a fucking asshole. Val- I agree with that statement across the board. Valentine <laughs> Valentine's Day is almost as bad. So <laughs> he's working the bar on Valentine's Day. The computer system goes down. The computer system that has been going down periodically throughout the year, and they haven't gotten it fixed because restaurants, this is true, incentivize not spending money to fix things in the restaurant. They'll have some schmuck come out and fix it temporarily instead of replacing it because therefore they get a raise then and they get a bonus. That is a thing. I know this for sure because I've talked to restaurant managers about it who've gotten out of the business and been honest. Now, the computer system goes down. They're writing handwritten checks out. They're getting lost. The assistant manager is sitting in the office crying because she doesn't know what to do. Place is going down in fucking flames. Todd's behind the bar. Here comes a general manager who, by the way, scheduled himself off that day and scheduled a party. He comes in. Todd looks at him and says, thank God we really need some help. We're going down in flames. Can you help us? He said, he said, the computer systems are down again. Can you get, can you do something? Can you call somebody? He said, well, that's, you know, that's really, uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. I came in to get some mixer for my party <laughs> for his drinks. Hmm. What My cousin Todd dog. gave him this look, and he looked at him and said, are you fucking kidding me? And the guy said, no, we'll just fix it tomorrow, and basically grabbed his shit and left and just turned his back on his own fucking restaurant because he didn't have to deal with it because there's no repercussions for that guy. So Todd said, okay, I'm going to fix the computers right fucking now. So he takes his bar tool, which has a knife on it. Cuts the cords on the bar computer, takes it out, throws it in the dumpster, comes back in, (laughs) goes to the server stand, cuts the cords on that one, takes it to the dumpster. He lines up shot glasses around the bar, pours them all full, passes them out for free, takes the bottle, turns it up, (laughs) lights a cigarette and said, oh, fuck you. Fuck this restaurant. You guys have a nice fucking day. Walks out the door. It was a Rosa Parks fucking moment. He left him completely high and dry. Let's not compare. Dude, for for restaurant, for restaurant workers, it was a Rosa Parks moment because it's like you have to take so Everybody's All the restaurant workers stood up on their chairs. Oh, captain, my captain. Yes, we both. Certainly fucking did Because here's the funniest thing Somebody No here's the thing Somebody told me that story When I moved back down there Years later They didn't know me They told me that story As a story to be told About something that happened At Adam Applebee's I said yeah That's my cousin He told me all about that They're writing dirges about him Cops were looking for him All kinds of shit Then The best part is that six months after this event, that general, that that assistant manager who was crying in the office offered him bar shifts because they needed help. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what are you fucking kidding me? Did you forget what I did? She said, yeah, but we really need some help. It's like, he's like, no, go fuck yourself. You know, so, and that's just one story. There are so many stories like that in the restaurant industry that are hilarious, but fucking true because it's that bad. 
Like the shit you see on waiting, like all the stuff where you put snot in the food, where everybody hates each other, where you've got, you know, all that stuff. That shit fucking happens. Everybody's trying to bang the host. Yes. That's really fucking <laughs> she true. She was hot though. Right? Yeah, she was fucking really fucking hot. Had a bit of a schnoz on her, but I like schnoz. She was in um American Dreams, which was a good show, I think, on NBC. Brittany Snow was on that one too. Um She's nothing to sneeze at. No, she's not. She's in um uh Pitch Perfect. Is she really? I love those movies. She was in that movie. Uh, Adam Devine's the only reason that, like, I just go to those fucking parts. Adam Devine. I love Adam Devine. Yeah, it's Adam fucking Devine. hilarious. He's the, he's one of the best parts of Neighbors. When they go back to the 70s, I invented beer, Paul. Oh. <laughs> he drinks the beer. He spits it out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and the one guy has the big fucking. The one guy just looks exactly the same with his hair. He's oh, got yeah. he's got a fucking headband on. That's the only difference. The other guy looks the same, except he's got a big set of mutton chops. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> that um, show, Workaholics, is the shit. So fucking funny. I haven't watched the new season yet. Yeah, I, I need to. I really need to get up on that one because I know I love it. Yeah. Adam Devine didn't he have like a show where it's just Adam Devine's Devine's house party? It's a stand up show. Like he has like three or four stand ups every. Uh, yeah, episode. and it's like a big party at his house, and everybody drinks and has a great. Well, time. I think, really I think that part's scripted, and yeah. then the so they, they do like little sketches in between the stand ups yeah. okay. that come up. It's still fu- it's really funny. Yeah, um, he's there's no way he's not Jack Black's son. <laughs> Cousin or something. He's, he's, I mean, they had Jack some, Back. Uh, they had, him, they had Jack Back Black. Jack Black play him, play his dad. Yeah, on or his brother or something. It was. It was either his brother, dad, or his dad brother. It's it what was, the story was. It was something like that. It, it was like he always. He was raised as his brother, but as it was his actually brother, his dad. but it was actually his dad. Yeah. Jack Black's funny. I mean, he gets you know Family Guy's gone after him a couple of times. You know what? Look like, at that. He's he's just unconventional in every way. But but he makes great like children movies. He, dude, I love School of Rock. And School of Rock. Me too. I like that's a, I like that's a Link Ladder. I really liked his. Has he ever been a bad movie? Has what? Link Ladder ever been a bad? Movie? I haven't seen Boy. Boyhood. Boyhood apparently is one of the most amazing films ever fucking made. Yeah, because there I go with film over like thirteen years or something mm-hmm. like that. Film. He did. Uh, well, let's see. Let's go run down the list. Daisy Confused. Um, a Scanner Darkly. Which apparently I never oh, that watched was a scanner. it. I've always wanted to watch it. I always wanted to watch it too. Never have. Um, what else did he make? A School of Rock. Um, I know he's done another at least one more really good one. Um. But he's got a new one coming out that's set in the early '80s. That's a sort of sequel. I think it's already out, but it's like one limited of those release, limited release type deals. Yeah, it's like a sort of sequel to Days and Confused. I was intensely interested in seeing that, you know, because Days and Confused is that's one of those movies we talked about this before. I'm sorry, I'm taking over the whole show here. You gotta record other people's songs. Yeah, well, that's where a little studio comes in handy, my hard rocking amigo. <laughs> is this today, just D? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh tribute. Yeah, the video to tribute. I got a PLB right back. Okay. I'll just let that play. You can turn it down if you want. I'll turn it down. This is the greatest best best song in the no, world. No, I was saying, you know, I don't know if you've been on the show when I was discussing Dead's and Confused how. It was marketed completely wrong. They marketed it as like an American Pie type that's set in the 70s, and it's not that. It's just a really touching, poignant. I can honestly tell you I've never watched it all the way through. 
Really? Yeah, really. It's I, a gorgeous. I just know about the the belt buckle one. It's a it's a yeah, shine, gorgeous shine. fucking movie. I mean, in every conceivable way, it's great. It's um, the soundtrack is the soundtrack was so popular that they released two of them. Like the music that they couldn't make make into the soundtrack to sell, they sell even more days and confused. Um, it was one of those movies that once it hit DVD and and you know being released that it was. It just uh, amazing. Like it was, you know, it, it sold very well. Critics took another look at it and said, you know, this is a really good movie. And what's ironic is that the events of Dazing and Fuse take place uh, only 18 years after when the movie was made. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was made in like 94 and it happened in 76. That's only 18 years. It's been longer since that movie was released. To now, it's been 22 years. So, so fucking say, you know, beast was that's uh, nuts to consider. You know, so weird. Yeah, and the beast was done. The fact that Days of Confused, the time period that it depicts, you is only 18 years after, or 18 years before the time period it was made. Right. See what I'm saying? It was it, it was depicted seventy six and, and it was and it was filmed in ninety four. Only eighteen years. Yeah, in ninety four. So it was for people that were in their late thirties at the time. You know what I mean? Because the people that would have experienced that time seventy four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for like it was Linklater himself. Like he's from Texas, and so he made the movie. You know about that. But I said now the movie. Itself is 22 years old. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's nuts to consider. But uh, again, he's, you know, he's a, he's a brilliant director. I just hope he doesn't pull a Cameron Crowe and, you know, completely, man, Cameron Crowe has just gone off the rails. He's not nearly. As- I, the, the last one I saw, I saw Elizabeth Taylor, but I rewatched Almost Famous because it's on Netflix. Apparently, it's, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Almost Famous? I know it's good. Dude, there's so much. It, it's cheesy, but it's still so fucking good. Yeah. I need to watch it. I don't ever watch it. It's so good. It's it, it's one of my top five. Well, he's directed at least two of my favorite movies of all time, Singles and Say Anything. And those are both speak for themselves how good they are. Um, Stone Gossard plays a cab driver in Say Anything. Mm-hmm. And then... A lot of like three guys from Pearl Jammer. Yeah, it's uh, Eddie Vedder, uh, Jeff Ahmet, and um, <laughs> Eddie Vedder's the drummer for yeah. Citizen Dick. And they're all and they're all stones sitting around watching nature documentaries. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Vedder's like, <laughs> like this is amazing, you know. <laughs> but that's a great movie. Singles is a great movie. Um, say anything. I I was me and a and Christy McCant McCoy, friend of the show. You know, she's. Wait. Never met her. Uh, no, but she's weighed on many of us. What's our- her tits like? <laughs> Pretty fucking. No, well. <laughs> hey, Christy, it's the Prince of Podcast. <laughs> she's actually <laughs> Christy McCoy is actually a, a smoke show, but a um, smoke show. But um, she. I'll take your word for it, sir. She. My phone number. <laughs> <laughs> me and her were talking about um, me, of course. And we, yeah, you. Yeah. Well, after you got done talking about me for six hours, what? Happened? I think we had the idea at the same time that maybe Cameron Crowe should go back and do a sequel to Say Anything, where Diane and Lloyd twenty five years later, yeah, where Diane and Lloyd have gone their separate ways, and now they reconnect like through Facebook or something like that, and make it something so simple, and see, you know, what would happen? Would it be? 
great? Or would it be something that's just bittersweet and nostalgic and they have to leave it? I think the latter would make a better movie, but I think the former would be a more touching movie. You know what I mean? So, um, the uh, fucking uh, Almost Famous is based on Cameron Crowe. Going as around a, for Rolling as Stone. As a kid, mm-hmm. going around for Rolling Stone yeah. and doing all this shit. But he based a lot, like, he based a lot of it on things that happened more recent. Like, there's a scene where they're, uh, in a huddle before the, the fake band goes on stage, which the fake band, uh, Nancy Wilson, his wife, mm-hmm. or Ann Wilson. It's Ann. The redheaded one. I think it's Ann. I think that's Ann too. Yeah. I think you're right. She wrote all the songs. For, Did she? Uh, She's really fucking good. Yeah. Their heart is amazing. Yeah. What about love? Ah, don't you want to care about you? <laughs> Punch that one up. Um, <laughs> but the, there's a scene where they're, um, and Mike McCready plays guitar on it, mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, soundtrack. There's a scene where they're all in a huddle before they go on stage and they sing a little song. Mm-hmm. And he based that on uh, touring with Pearl Jam. Because he's, he's toured with Pearl Jam a lot and filmed. That's how he made Pearl Jam 20. Th- dude, that was maybe the best documentary I've ever seen. It's the best music documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I know you don't like them, though, and I know we've talked about this, but the documentary about the Eagles was really good. I want to watch it, and I want to watch the, – there's a one on uh, Netflix now for Tom Petty mm-hmm. called Run Down a Dream, which is also almost four hours long. Yeah. But it's Tom Petty, and I love Tom Petty. I love Tom Petty, too. Tom Petty's awesome. He, I love the fact that he was at a regular – Starring gig on King of the Hill, yeah, <laughs> and it's Gary Shandling show. He played himself on his Gary Shandling. HBO is getting ready to put out Larry Sanders again on HBO. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's that's another heartbreaker. Oh, another one. Well, no, this wouldn't affect you because you weren't a fan. Megadeth, Megadeth drummer Nick Menza. Yeah, he passed well, away. I mean, I'm a fan of people. Yeah, I don't like when people die, and, it's, and he though he went out the way he probably would have. He died on to. stage, didn't like, he? He went out just like Joe Stumpy Peeps. He imploded on stage. <laughs> Joe Stumpy Peeps. <laughs> what was the other way? Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. <laughs> you can tell they improv that that portion. Yeah, God, that was so fucking good. That's that's guys who are truly good at improv at the top of their fucking game. Especially, do you know the funniest one? Harry fucking Shearer never, never cracks a smile. Never even looks like he's going to crack a smile. Have you ever seen? He's he's one of the best cast members on The Simpsons. He's done so much good he's shit. He's not on The Simpsons anymore. I know. Wait, so they have no more Principal Skinner or anything? I don't know. I think because he's, he's Principal Skinner. No, he uh, quit and he came back. What did he quit for? Oh, he came back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, he, he's, before, even he's before they- Scientologist. He's Scientologist. What the fuck? Really? This is my favorite heart song, and it's from the That's 80s. a good one. It's a great one. Turn it up. That's one thing I love about this. I love that fucking song. If you don't like that song, there's something wrong with you. Sweet Home Outbound is a great song. I don't begrudge. I like a lot of Leonard Skinner songs. It's just their fans. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that song itself, working in the kitchen... Everybody, regardless of age, ethnicity, or fucking creed, when that song came on, was, you know, singing the chorus. Listen to this chorus. God, they're a good fucking band, dude. I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Nah, it's because they're chicks. And this dog well, shit. because it's eighties. It's eighties. You know. Yeah. Well, they were in the seventies too. Yeah. They were both they smokers were, then. Yeah, oh God. Jesus Christ. 
even when even when uh, Anne is big, she was like always gorgeous. She, I still think she's hot. She's like in her sixties now. And so, yeah, and she can still rip it, man. Oh, she's they, still fucking awesome. They're they're like a, a Seattle civic institution. They're like you know. Oh, yeah. That's one thing about Seattle. They love their fucking music and they love their natives. You know, Cameron Crowe singles singles is a love letter to Seattle from him. Yeah. You know, he's just he's talks about it, just so many great things about the city in it. You know, and I think that's where he's lost his way. Like he's Aloha was apparently a giant piece of shit, which I was really disappointed about. You know, I didn't see it. I Did think I saw it? Elizabethtown, and. It was okay. It Isn't that terrible. Orlando Bloom in that? Yeah it's, yeah, it's not bad. I really liked Elizabeth Town. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Look, so. I have an album downloaded on something somewhere, and it's Ron Adams. It's called Elizabeth Town. Ron Adams. Apparently, he did a whole soundtrack for Elizabeth Town, and, and then they decided not to use it. <laughs> Poor Ryan Adams. Jesus yeah. Christ, Ryan Adams. And then it's poor the, it's that type of thing that makes him do a cover of Taylor Swift's <laughs> albums. Yeah. Next, he's going to do. Who's Demi Lovato? Is that a yeah? I saw her on SNL. Yeah, pretty smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a good song, man. Fuck yeah, it's good dirt. It's good dirt. There was this one. Then what about love? Is a great fucking song. That was. Are you gonna punch that one up next? I like. I miss when. You know, even though they made fun of it, and we make fun of it in hindsight, there were some things that's so great about '80s rock. Just the ballsiness of it. The, you know, the. Sure, it was overproduced, I guess, but it was really good. You know, it was like very listenable. And you know, there was some total shit though. I mean, Wasp. <laughs> they throw raw meat into their audiences. <laughs> I don't even remember them. Rat. I mean, I know Rat. I know them, but uh, round and round. That's a good song. It is a good song, actually. Love will find a way. Give it time. Did you hear? Did you uh, hear the Bill Burr uh, guy write in and ask him what songs should be played at his wedding? He's like, don't fucking ask me. I like hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> I like hair rock. He's referenced that before. He's like, when he, he's like, he was trying to get references for. He's like, you know, I want to do some college jokes. Like, oh, this is this this uh, airline peanuts. This is crazy. This Y two K. So I didn't want to be that guy. So he's like, I thought I was listening to music, and they put it on. Two minutes. He's like, all right, turn it the fuck off. Ah, that's not music. Back in my day, you dressed like a woman, <laughs> and you had a you had a ballad, and then when it kicked in, it it was black and white, and then it kicked in into the color, that, and that was how you made a fucking song <laughs> God that's a good fucking song You dressed like witches back then Here we go Get ready to kick it in That harmony is hard to hit Yeah That's, that's a That's a sing <laughs> Some have said I'm the world's greatest sing Thank you, yeah. Thank you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a it's not like a normal harmony that one would hit, you know what I mean? Right. It's difficult. Hearts, I mean I, I really like hard. I need to actually once I get a device to reaccess my Amazon account and get all the music that I have bought. Um I think I'll download a couple of their tunes. 
were we recording when Elena like offered you her phone? No, we weren't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that that registers in my brain as we were recording. I'm like, she totally made us sell. Is this these dreams? Damn right. Fuck yeah, dreams. dude. Fuck Let's yeah. Say this in junior high choir. This song is so to a karaoke badass. track. <laughs> so soothing. It is very soothing. It's a great song. Great's a little much, but it's good. No, I'd say it's great. It's it stood the test of time. Oh, and sing or Nancy sing this mm-hmm. one. Actually, that's one thing they talked about is that she felt bad. Is that when uh, who the redhead is Nancy? Yes. Okay. When Ann started to pick up weight, that the record company started to push Nancy. And Nancy resented the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like, and was just like, that's my sister, and you guys are fucking cunts, is basically what she told him. That's one of the reasons I think they quit the business. They were just like, we got sick of that shit, we got sick of dealing with it, and we just got out. They had made their money. They were. They didn't need to do it anymore. And uh, Nancy had married Cameron Crowe, who was his career had taken off, you know. And I think he actually chased her. You know, he wrote Fast Times. Yeah. And he actually, as a, he, he that was a book. He actually went into a high school, posed as a high school student, <laughs> and spied on everybody's lives. Those are real stories that he took from a fucking high school they was at and put them in a fucking book. Go to jail for that motherfucking Fuck, shit. Yeah. yeah. He he just, you know. But again, I, finding a copy of that book is damn near fucking impossible. I don't think there's even a Kindle edition. Hmm. It's like, have you checked Amazon? I need to check it, but it's fucking. I'm saying it's expensive. But like, if you find a copy, with the, it's with, expensive. The, with the written version, will you get that full picture of Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool? Dude, nothing could ever fucking. <laughs> oh my god. But Jennifer Jason Leigh was a cute little thing too. Yeah, they she were was, all fucking adorable. Yeah, it was. She was really adorable in The Hateful Eight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't watched God. it yet. Damn it, that nigger. She was <laughs> dropped it like she was fucking had been she's, saying it all her life. She's been practicing for thirty years yeah. for this role. Yeah, <laughs> but he did his quintessential thing. He took he took somebody whose career was basically done and finished and put him in a movie, and she did a great job. It's a good movie. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. We went, that, dude. That was a dark movie period for us. We watched The Revenant, and then we went and watched that. It was, it was there was little joy to be had. The fucking movie. I don't theater. know if I'll ever watch The Revenant again. It's it's a, it's a hard watch. It's a beat down. Oh yeah. man, it's good. I really enjoyed it, but it's a hard watch. It is. It uh, is a beat down. It's an examining how I'll watch to the bear attack. Yeah, maybe the bear's fucking awesome. Yeah, God damn it. But I'm saying. Frontier Life, they, you know, they kind of romanticized with Daniel Boone and shit. It was fucking horrible. Like, it was just people dying left and right. Fucking two groups of people just diametrically fucking opposed to each other and engaged in 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 one trying to save their culture by killing every white person they come across the other and just running and pulling back and trying not to be wiped out. The other trying to hunt them down and exterminate them. You know what I mean? What a horrible period of fucking history. There's nothing to redeem it. You know, yes. 125 bucks for a copy of, for a copy of fucking the book on Amazon on Amazon. My fuck boys, dude, who sings better than Steve Perry? I don't know. The <laughs> Filipino guy that got to replace him sings as good, I suppose. Sounds exactly like him. It's insane. 
It's just like the, uh, I'm guessing, black dude they got to replace Lane Staley? Yeah, sort of. What are they going yeah. to get to replace Eddie Vedder when he kicks it? <laughs> they won't. They won't. No, continue. if they do, there'll be a different band name. No, they'll just not continue. I, I, I foresee that. I, I don't see them doing anything else. They, <laughs> they're, they're Pearl Jam. They, they, they have, in my opinion, rightly taken their place in the, in the pantheon of greatest rock bands of all time. I mean, and they're better than most. I'm sorry to fans of them are out there, and I don't know if you guys are. Don't like the Rolling Stones. Never did. I like the Rolling Stones. And I think that Pearl Jam is a way fucking better band I than think the Rolling Stones. Wild I like Horses, the Rolling Stones hits. Wild Horses and um, Jumpin' Jack Flash is... I like those songs. Okay. I like a little... My dad, uh, anytime we were doing anything, my dad would always whistle. My dad was a whistler, mm-hmm. and he would always whistle... <laughs> 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 Every time, no matter what, he was whistling "I Miss You" by the fucking Rolling Stones. I, I, I think that uh, the Who are vastly overrated. I've never liked them. I, I disagree the wholeheartedly. Fair it's, enough. It's I giant mean, arena rock, cock out, fucking yeah. plunging it okay. into a vagina or an anus. No matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pete Townsend. I saw like a thing with him one time. The first time I saw. Uh, Mick Jagger on stage shaking about. That's the first time I realized I wanted to fuck a man. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He fucked Mick Jagger? Maybe. Let's just say he fucked Mick Jagger. Okay, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> Probably. Brah, come on. <laughs> I, I just... I, Have you watched Pinball Wizard? <laughs> or, uh, some Tommy, the Who's Tommy? Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. I've watched movie. some of it. It's fucking depressing. And it's very depressing, but it's fucking. It's so fucking awesome. It's not bad. I mean, I, I think it's a, but it's not like I think the best concept album is The Wall. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think there's another one that really. Sergeant Pepper's. Sergeant Pepper's is great. I was going to mention that too, but I think The Wall was better. I mean, you that's a good song. Okay, concept, I'll, I'll admit that. Concept albums are hard to compare. Because well, they're different the, things. Yeah, the, I yeah. can tell you the worst one, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth <laughs> and you shut it right now. <laughs> Fucking sticks. <laughs> uh, oh, in the news. Speaking of music and in the news, apparently members of Rage, Cypress Hill, and Public Enemy are forming a supergroup. No shit. That's either going to be the greatest fucking thing ever, or it's going to be really bad. Did Rage just get, like, did they just put out a new song? No, they uh, put a countdown on a website called ProfitsOfRage.com, and they uh, they had a countdown to June 1st, and then it leaked that it wasn't Rage getting back together. It was this whole thing, and everybody's like, eh, that's cool, too. Uh, yeah. But it's not rage. Like, it's I think we a, could do for some fucking rage right that's now. A pretty, yeah, dude. That's the biggest of a letdown as uh, the DC Talk uh, letdown. Yeah, that's really... Yeah, dude, they're having a cruise. Yeah, I know, but we everybody was hoping for another tour. Well, yeah, I mean, the cruise is basically their tour. They're, yeah, but you gotta go, you gotta go mean, on a cruise. They, they could literally fit all their fans on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> With elbow room to spare. <laughs> Dude, I really hope I really hope that uh, Burr's new uh, comedy special later this year 
has that bit. He has a bit, of course he does, of uh, killing a certain population. Yeah, that's and, and cruise pretty boat standard people, right now. Cruise boat people are part of that population. I love that. Yeah, he, he's like, I've been bitching about the population problem <laughs> for three specials in a row. <laughs> well, it's going to be four, I hope. Because he has a nice, he healthy piece in the, in the part that I Dude, see. Dude, he's... Have you seen him in the... Uh, have you seen the heat? I am the This is like the Terminator. I think that I think that uh, the Shermanator. You guys remember the Shermanator? Sophisticated sex robot sent back in time to change the world for one lucky girl. No, but I think that uh, Sticks should sue uh, James Cameron for stealing their idea. I've got a secret hiding underneath my skin. He's a Terminator. <laughs> Mr. Roboto is a Terminator. Mr. Roboto was like 1982. Yeah. And the name of the album was Kilroy Was Here. Whatever. I had it over there on vinyl. <laughs> I have it on vinyl. vinyl. I, have a rec- I have the record over there. I promise I do. <laughs> We're going to have a listening party. <laughs> Kilroy Was Here. I think that's a thing from World War One or Two. Sure. It is, actually. I don't know fucking. Actually. <laughs> I just want to hear the chorus. I don't know where it starts, so I'm just gonna let it go. Uh, I, I really want to kill myself. <laughs> Why? We can talk about that some other time. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am the modern man. Hi, we're sticks. We're gonna take for the fuck ever to get to the. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that. Uh, that uh, Frank Murphy's son listens to in efforts for family. No, he listens to fucking uh, prog rock. Yeah, he listens to rock. This is prog. This is yeah. prog, I guess. <laughs> Except his is more like elves. And- there we go. Yeah. Fucking whoever the guy, the singer from Six. I don't. I forget his name. Tommy Shaw? No, that's the guitar player. Okay. Who also sang some of the songs and then later joined the super group. The Damn Yankees. The, the, dang, the Damn Yankees. Ted what Nugent, was their hit? Ted Nugent was in that band. Can you tell oh, me? Oh, yeah. Pat Oswald had a bit about that. Yes, he did. So that the cops had a pin down. Okay. <laughs> he said, they got him pinned down in a shack because they're dangerous. They're walking around a factory that apparently only makes sparks. Guess what? If you listen to metal in the 80s, you're gay. <laughs> no, he said, though, he said, uh, they start shooting the place up. There's a 40-year-old guy from Sticks in there. Can't arrest those guys. He said, but all of a sudden, here comes Ted Nugent kicking open the door, and he starts playing his guitar, and the bullets are bouncing off of him. He's deflecting the bullets with the power of his rocking. That seems to be the problem, Ren. Oh, shit, yeah. Worry about it, ma'am. Just them damn Yankees. That's a hot bra right there. there. She needs a stuffing, huh? Hey! <laughs> that stuffer muffin, not to mention the pickle buffin. What? I think that's from not a bad song. <laughs> it's a fine song. Actually, it came on the other day and I cr- 
cranked it anymore. It is a good song. Yes. What's up, uh, White Snake? Great White. Who's, who's that guy? Well, there's the drummer is the guy from Night Ranger. Of course he is. Uh, Why wouldn't he be? Well, look at him. You just missed him. That's a Tommy Shaw. There's, there's Ted. <laughs> with a vest with no shirt on. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, the other guy also Well, they all it. do. I didn't know what to say when you call me baby. <laughs> Get him, Ted. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Don't say goodnight. I love pre-choruses. Yeah. Stay forever. Ted's gonna get it. No, that's not. That's not. Do you remember, like in '98, when they sold the uh, the hits of uh, the '80s on? No, that's what I call '80s. Probably. Yeah. That's the only reason I knew this song when I was at that age. Uh, just because of the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I used to watch those commercials. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's do the Let's twist. twist. Then the very next song. Let's twist again. Last <laughs> 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 summer. <laughs> Did you just write a sequel to a song, Chubby Checker? You son of a bitch. You brilliant son of a bitch. Just what to do when you call me baby. Here comes Ted. Don't say goodbye. I love his shades. He's just. I love the fact that he's chewing gum. Aggressively I, re- chewing I really gum. like the fact that he's wearing the earnest vest with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture. I can picture him just saying, "Hey, Vern." <laughs> hey, Vern. Let's form a super group. It's <laughs> a great song. Fuck yeah, it is. That fucking the the, uh, the verse. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Now I'm thinking I wish I'd have written this song. I'm going to cover this song next time I play live. <laughs> Wait a second, we're almost to the part. Here it comes. Here it comes. He's doing he's doing the pre-solo. The cops are getting their guns ready. It's, it's getting ready to go down. Oh dear God! Oh, we're in black and white now. Things are serious. They've got they've got her. Ted, do something for fuck. Do sake, something, Ted. Ted. What's going on, Ted? Yeah! Woo! Yeah, bitch! They always hit the guy from Right Ranger. <laughs> He's deflected him. Oh, oh no. Was Pat Oswalt's bit wrong? Was it not Ted Nugent deflecting the bullets with his rock? No, that's Ted. Okay. It is Ted. The rest of the band had to duck and cover because <laughs> their rocking power was not so good. Yeah, everybody knows whenever Ted goes into a solo, he creates a force field around himself. Uh, it's just, it can't envelop everybody. <laughs> That's his mutant power. Here they come. Poison Blue. <laughs> Arrest those guys. They're carrying Oh, bullets. there it is. He's wearing an old Canadian tuxedo. Denim on denim. Are they going to execute this broad? Is that, the, is that the end game here? They're going to break her out of a maximum security prison. Wow. Quite the story being told here. 
Ted's one of those guys that when he plays a solo, he has to mouth along with it. Yeah. I know. I actually know a lot of those guys. Yeah. It's a great song. It is. I'm not mad at this song. Uh, I'm mad at them standing back to back, though, at the end. <laughs> I wish they would stand back to back. See, front. that did not end well. <laughs> it didn't end well. She's actually being executed, and She's Ted being executed. is the preacher. For a second, I thought Look that at was him. Rob Van Dam. Good <laughs> oh, God. That wasn't creepy. Reminds me of uh, one of my favorite cover bands, uh, the Bobby Knight Rangers. What is that? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they get up there and they play whatever Knight Rangers song. Sister Christian? Probably. I think and they're right. all they're all in their... Uh, they're, you know, they're suit jackets. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they, they all throw a chair. <laughs> <laughs> what are you brewing over there? Puppy night ring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're so stupid. This has been a quite the successful fun employment file. Hey, Bobby Knight has quite the, uh, the restaurant in Indiana. I'm sure he does. Delicious. Delicious Well, fuck yeah. Good on you, Dutch. Quick on the draw. (laughs) This is a great fucking song, too, dude. This reminds me of a... God, it's a good fucking song. I'm just wondering if he's singing to his sister. They really had the market cornered on choruses in uh, in the eighties. Oh yeah, they had the market cornered. You can't. Motor, that's so good. Fuck yeah. Not so much on videos though. Well, I mean, they were doing the best with the fucking technology they were afforded. (laughs) Get a fog machine and some kind of thing, and let's make sparks. Where's where's the horse? Listen to that build. Have him, have him running through the through the house for no apparent reason. Listen that build up. Now this reminds me of Hawks Nest, the now defunct and creepy Hawks Nest uh, golf course. Used to have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> they had a pool, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a jukebox at like at the end of where the pool house is. And filled. That was my my entire childhood was going to the pool and listening to songs like Sister Christian and Jump and you know all those great eighties tunes. Do you I mean, know, I was very I was very young, but I loved it. Have you been in the clubhouse? Like uh, what? I mean, what was it? Eight years ago? Five years ago? When they closed it? Yeah, it's been longer than that, probably. I think I played like, while me and Elena were still together. I, I played up there, so maybe six years ago. Seven yeah. Years ago. Uh, the clubhouse was absolutely terrifying. Was it? I went. Well, if you had to take a piss, you had to walk downstairs where all the fucking locker rooms were. Yeah, dude, it's, it's fucking empty. creepy. Yeah, it's yeah, empty, empty. F- half flooded yeah. in one area. Yeah. Dark. I was just picturing a bunch of old men butt fucking openly, <laughs> like leaders of the community of faith. Dude, yeah. and I remember it though. I mean. It was a really nice place. Oh yeah, it was like great. the locker rooms were carpeted and nice, and the and the clubhouse upstairs. They actually had another restaurant on the on the eighth on the ninth hole, like out, like on Caddyshack. 
Yeah. Where she worked the, the gave Danny the sandwich and all that stuff. But it's a real story. <laughs> <laughs> the assistant greenskeeper about to become Masters Club champion. <laughs> we got out of that one. You gotta be happy with that. <laughs> it, it's in the hole. It's in the hole. <laughs> Said Ty, sinking another putt. <laughs> no, nice hat. Did you get a bowl of soup with it? Or whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, that's nice, nice. Of a saw. With a hat like that, you get a free bowl of soup, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you do a pretty good Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, it looks good on you, though. <laughs> All right, now do Rodney Dangerfield doing Mitch Hedberg. Telling a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> do, do Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, Dusty doing, Rhodes doing Rodney Dangerfield Rodney doing Dangerfield. a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> if I could do that, I'd just quit this and go to go to fucking Hollywood. I'm going to Vegas? I'm l- at least Branson. <laughs> Dangerfield, his best bit though was uh, in that whole movie. Oh fuck! I'm trying to remember it because I just had it. Well, for one thing, that movie is fucking great. I've got Caddyshack. It's it's Harold Ramis, dude. When they're going into the club Connie Katane's shaking that oh, cunt Oh Jesus Christ She was so <laughs> fucking smoking hot She's shaking that cunt Now she's scary She's just not attractive at all But they're, they're, they're Well I mean it's been 30 f- fucking years I know but she died. She was probably 35 She time. made some poor pat plastic surgery decisions mm. um, But uh, <laughs> When they're walking in He's got that Chinese guy with him He's like, hey, Wang, this place is restricted. Don't tell him you're Jewish. Okay, fine. <laughs> Have you uh, heard any of the stories like towards his, towards him dying? No. Like, well, not toward him when dying. When he just let, well, yeah, well Rog- Rogan uh, talks about it on his uh, podcast all the well, time. Later about- on. Uh, yeah, it was like in the late 80s. Rogan worked at a uh, security at a, uh, Amphitheater. Yeah, I guess not. When did fucking Back to School come out? Like 95, 6, no, 80. Like it was like 87, 88. Now, what, did he not do a fucking movie in the 90s? Yeah, Lady yeah he Bugs. did a bunch of them. They what were was it? Ladybugs, the soccer shit. movie. He did Meet Wally Sparks. He did Ladybugs. By the way, the kid who okay, played I the remember kid Meet Wally Sparks. Yeah, he killed him. He killed I, remember, I remember the uh, the trailer to Meet Wally Sparks before I got my three minutes I was of actually porn ex- on, excited, uh, about it. excited about it. Channel 61. What? I was actually excited about Meet Wally Sparks. Well, see, he's a see you were shit. excited about that, and I was like, it was one o'clock in the morning. And you were and, getting ready to watch porn. And Miss Ebony USA, new, Miss Nude Ebony USA was coming on. Oh, God. So Meet Wally Sparks <laughs> trailer would come on before I got that five-minute little clip they'd give you at the beginning of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're trying to spork out a, a semen look. <laughs> I mean, you were working under pressure. So if you were able to get it off, I'm ding, impressed. Ding, ding, oh, ding, I was ding, really ding, young, ding, dude. Ding, ding, Maybe ding, three ding, times ding, in five ding, minutes. Ding, ding, <laughs> uh, Rogan tells pressure. a story. He worked security, and um, Dangerfield was doing a show at the place that he worked. And he, he walked around backstage in a robe with, like, open with, like, with boxers on, but like there's the free flowing boxers oh, yeah. that have the open slit that hang out. out. And then it was like, well, I figure he's going to change it before the show. But no, he goes out and does the show in the robe and <laughs> the boxer. It was at Dangerfield's <laughs> at, at his bar, wasn't it? it was at his no, club. that was at the amphitheater. But uh, he 
He said the last time he worked was at a Neil Young concert <laughs> because everybody just went ape shit. Yeah. Neil Young doesn't seem to be, be the guy that makes people go ape shit. No. <laughs> he said he went on stage in his robe and boxers and stained t shirt and went up there and was uh, Ronnie Dangerfield for an hour. And it's sad. You know, it's so fucking sad. Well, that was it, way before he died. Yeah, he no, was just. I'm very comfortable and I'm going to stay that way. And, and he did, he did a lot of lot of, <coughs> a lot for comedians like. He's, yeah, the, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Fucking, he's he's well, he fucking put Dice and uh, Kennison on the map. Yeah, has anybody watched that show yet? Uh, Dice's show? No, I haven't. Mm. It's got N- L- Natasha Leggero in it. She's. I think I'd love cutie. it. I would. I love Dice. He's uh, hilarious. I like Dice. Uh, he had a, he had a, his best bit when it, he was talking about a. <laughs> A campfire sitting around with Eric Roberts and fucking and uh, <laughs> he loves God, Eric Roberts. God, he was talking so much shit. <laughs> it's still it's Sylvester Stallone. Hey, Eric, pass the marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows? We got the fucking marshmallows. He's freaking out. It's a good fucking bit because he, he does a really good Eric Roberts. I know. Who yeah. does an Eric Roberts impression? <laughs> he does, and yeah. it's really fucking good. But like like new dice, like newer dice, where he's just dice clay, where he is the fucking the man. Yeah. It's so filthy and over the top. Like you're staring at her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't do the nursery rhymes anymore. Well, I guess they'll if they ask him to, he'll like, do some something. Yeah, at the end of the show, he'll he'll. It's, the it's like it's weird. He's like the only comedian where like the the crowd will take prompt him to do a joke, and they'll. It's not like a, a band can can go out and live on their one hit forever. Mm-hmm. But a comedian, if you if you don't put out something every year or two, then it's like mm, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you can go work the the uh, Holiday Inn. <laughs> But he, he he can totally yeah bring out the best of Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. He, he was he's just like a, a musician. He was he was a cult figure too. Like he had a big following, and then you know then him and Kennison had that dust up because Kennison said he stole his act. And I was like, it's like Sam. He's he's a better comedian than you. Yeah, Sam was uh, all screamy. Yeah, you know that one the the one special. The, uh, I forget what it's called, Louder Than Hell or whatever. The one that was on HBO. Hey, Sam Kennison. Yeah, it was fucking, fucking good. And there was, there was, the, he was actually a better comedian when he first started and he didn't have the screaming thing so much and he didn't wear the stupid fucking hat and the coat. <laughs> <laughs> he wore like 10 shirts and then a yeah, coat on yeah. top of it. Well, then they started this whole thing like that they pressured him to keep putting stuff out every so often and, and like the beginning of the show he would just be up there with a, a full band playing guitar and doing wild thing like okay he did a video for that with Jessica Hahn with her big fake tits bouncing mm. it was pretty fucking awesome dude mm. you're gonna look that up right now of course you? I'm gonna look that up right now it's pretty awesome about? dude yeah but Dice I think he's made a fucking I think he's back man I fucking love the guy like what he's put out like uh I've been on a comedy drought lately what do you mean like I've built a I'm stuck on Bill Burr's. Like I, I watch all his specials just over and over, and I need a new comedian to really get into. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Elena loves him. Uh, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. I'll give him a shot. He's one to delve into, and there's a really awesome thing. Uh, thing on Netflix of him doing a. Uh, I loved him on Neighbors. Yeah, yeah, he was the best thing in Neighbors. But uh, yeah, he's he's a really nice comedian to really get up in. Is he talking to John Bon Jovi? <laughs> Is he talking to John Bon Jovi? And there's and then and there's, there's Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. After I make love to a girl, 
I'll go back for first. <laughs> well, maybe it's better anyway. I may need you guys to bail me out later. So, have a good one. I'll see you later. Yeah, That's kind of like I Bon Jovi, though. It is John Bon Jovi. Tom Bon Jovi has a Superman tattoo there. Well, John, he does. I'm so happy yep, you decided to stay on. <laughs> hey, Sam, wait a minute, Sammy! Jesus Christ. Gosh, she was hot, huh? Billy Idol's in it. Guys from All right. Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Who else is in there? Billy Idol had a Rebel Flag shirt on. The guys from Kiss. There's Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Jesus Christ, Jessica. Nice one. Tommy Lee playing drums. Guys from Aerosmith. Yeah. Everybody's in this fucking thing. Wild thing, uh, thank you, movement. But I want to know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I kiss you, I taste what other men have for lunch. <laughs> what? Now I think I get you off as a CBN page, but I think I love you. Oh, this is garbage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is fucking The only thing they can get you off as a what? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't even want to go back into it. Well, guys, I think I think we've had a productive thirtieth episode of the Fun Employment Files. It's been pretty good. You guys know we placed second in uh, the West Virginia Podcasters Association. Oh no shit! Of the year. We were number two. Awesome, awesome. That's pretty great. Our other show was number one, of course. But I think if we try hard enough, we could possibly beat ourselves out next well, year. I, I think that we are effectively forming a podcast monopoly, mm. and I'm all for that. You know, mm, monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll find us a song to go out on. Where, let me see. Yeah, let's go out on that. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. This is Fun Employment Files episode a thirty. You guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go fuck yourselves and eat a whole big fat bag of dicks. Here's some Pearl Jam. to be a house of cards has turned into a reservoir save the tears that were waterfalling let's go swim tonight darling and once outside the undertow just you and me and nothing more if not for love i would be drowning i've seen it work both ways but Oh